All right. It is here. Baylor's football schedule has been released for 2023. The entire Big 12 football schedule has been released for next season. We'll break it all down right here on a live reaction episode. The Bears get their 12 games on Locked on Baylor. You are Locked on Baylor, your daily podcast on the Baylor Bears, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy, what is it, Tuesday, everybody. Welcome to Locked On Baylor. Drake Toll from Sports Illustrated's Inside the Bears here with you, breaking down Baylor's 12-game schedule next season in football. The Big 12 was supposed to release this a long time ago, and the wait is finally over. So let's go through Baylor's 12 games, take a look around the rest of the conference as well. The graphic here, the Big 12 just released, shows you Baylor's first game of the season, September 2nd, is against Texas State, a familiar opponent, and then you get your first real test against Utah. Now, gray signifies home games, so Baylor's first four games are all home games. Then, on 9-16, you see in this September 16th, they get the Shark team, the Blue Sharks, the Sharks. Who is that, you may be asking, and a lot of people are wondering that myself as well. Um, who is that? What? What is the what? Who are the Blue Sharks? Why are the? We'll go to the Big Twelve part first. Uh, the Blue Sharks are there. Then Texas at home. So your first four games get two chip shots: Utah and Texas. Texas State, the Blue Shark team, Utah, Texas. Then on the road, the first road game of the season, September thirtieth in Week Five. You go to UCF. What a challenge it's going to be to go to Orlando, take on UCF, the first new member of the Big Twelve that Baylor will meet next season. That's going to be a huge, huge game. Also, it's Long Island. They're the Sharks. Long Island Sharks. UCF, and you come home against Texas Tech, likely your homecoming spot there, almost guaranteed your homecoming spot, Dad or Iowa State later down the road. A bye week, and then on the road in Cincinnati, Baylor goes to another new Big 12 opponent and takes on Cincinnati in Ohio. Then Iowa State comes to Waco, a place that they have struggled pretty much for all of eternity. Houston comes to Waco, a game that was supposed to be played in 2020 but was canceled due to COVID. Then Kansas State on the road, TCU on the road, and West Virginia at home. So it's Texas State, Utah, Long Island, Texas. The first four games of the year are home games. UT in their last game in the Big 12 is on your schedule. And then you get UCF on the road, the first true road game for the Bears against a new Big 12 opponent in Orlando. Texas Tech comes to Waco. Your bye week is planted in on October 14th. Then Cincinnati on the road, another road game against a new Big 12 team. Iowa State is there, Houston there as well in two home games. And then two of your last three are on the road at Kansas State at TCU, and then West Virginia at home. So immediate reaction with this stuff. First and foremost, what I love about the schedule is you see a lot of the teams you played on the road last year are coming back to your house. Uh, and a lot of teams that you played at home last year, uh, you're, you're going on the road against. So that TCU game that was at home, you get to go back to them. That Kansas State game, you're going to Kansas State. So I like that the schedule's built that way. Iowa State comes to you. So the Big 12 is, is giving Baylor a bone there. What I what I don't love immediate immediate 
partly is that BYU is not on this schedule. Uh, the Big 12 has talked about, people have at least talked about the idea of this being a future rivalry for Baylor and becoming some kind of focal point in the new Big 12. These two Christian or religious brands that meet year in and year out. Baylor does not get BYU. They do, of uh, the new additions, get UCF, Cincinnati, and Houston. That's huge. Three teams that will be in the Big 12 for the rest of time, you get to see on your schedule. What does that mean? Baylor does not play Oklahoma. Let's talk about that. The omissions from next year's schedule. The Bears will not face OU. Baylor will not get a bone in Kansas. The Bears will not face Kansas. You still get Kansas State. You do not get Oklahoma State. You still get TCU. You still get Texas. Texas Tech, you do get West Virginia in possibly the worst way to end the season altogether um, where you get it. At least it's home. So again, notably, no BYU on this schedule, no Oklahoma on this schedule, no Kansas. So your formerly automatic win is not here. And you've got no Oklahoma State. That is nuts. Welcome to the new era of the Big 12. However, Texas who is departing the conference, is still in there. So take another look at this. Here's the graphic. Uh, Baylor's got Texas State. If you're just joining Utah, Long Island. That is Long Island on September 16th. Um, they're not good. That is an easy, That is your de facto Kansas game. Then Texas at home. So two of your first four are very winnable in Texas State and Long Island. Utah is certainly going to be a challenge. Texas in Waco will be a challenge. UCF on the road. You get Gus Malzahn in Orlando. Texas Tech comes and plays in Waco. You're planted by week after the first five games, six games of the season. And then your back half, your back six games, Cincinnati, Iowa State, Houston, Kansas State, TCU, West Virginia. And again, no Oklahoma on this schedule. So the big question that most people are going to ask is, how easy is this? Is is this the the Big Twelve as gauntlet as you can get in the Big Twelve? Um, and and look, he, here's here's in my opinion, I, I think next year Oklahoma State's not going to be a very good football team. So you you could have gotten a pretty, I would have considered it a pretty solid win. Um, I don't think based on what we saw last year from Oklahoma, they're going to be a great football team. That that could change, obviously. So uh, yeah, that probably could have been a pretty big win. You're missing Oklahoma State, Oklahoma. You're missing Kansas, which you've just dominated for the past well over a decade. Um, and and you're missing BYU. I think BYU would have been a tough game. But of the four teams that were left off Baylor's schedule, I could see all four of those teams struggling, not just in conference play, but overall in, in football next year. I, I don't like the fact that you, you don't – I mean, I, I – Kansas is an automatic win. Maybe they're good next year, but still, that, that has been the win that Baylor's gotten every single year, even in the worst years. Oklahoma State has fallen apart this offseason, and they're not on your schedule. Uh, o- Oklahoma was terrible last year. Six and seven finished below 500 for the first time in 20-some-odd years. And then BYU, obviously, was really bad last year despite beating Baylor. So you miss out on those teams. You, you get some college football playoff teams. You get Cincinnati, who's been there recently. You get TCU, who was there last year. Both of those games come on the road as well. That's not easy. Kansas State is on the road. You know they're going to be a formidable opponent in the Big 12 next year. So those three games are not going to be a uh, walk in the park. UCF, not great last year, but you get them on the road as well. Uh, gone are the days. It's another big talking point with this. Gone are the days where Baylor's schedule 
is is easy because of the home games. I mean, well, what in the past was Iowa State was at home and Oklahoma was at home and Texas was at home. Those are gone with the birth of this new schedule. So take a look again here. Your road games are at UCF. Buy your tickets now to go to Orlando. You go to Cincinnati. If you enjoy Ohio, that's great for you. You go to Kansas State and to TCU. Now, that's those are some of the, the, the tougher parts of this schedule. Texas could be good next year. Utah's a big opponent as well. Here are the bright side, easier spots. Eight home games. Baylor just laid it itself. Eight home games in this new schedule. If anybody can be excited about what the Big 12 gifted them, it's got to be Baylor at least in that regard. Looking around the rest of the conference, which we'll do more in depth later, um, I can't imagine there's another team that's pushing near the eight home game, eight home game mark. So the fact that Baylor gets four straight home games to start the year, teams like Texas Tech and West Virginia both start their year on the road. Tech goes to Wyoming, West Virginia goes to Penn State. Baylor gets four at home, five of their first six are at home, um, eight of their eight of their overall twelve, and they only have two road games, two road games in their first nine football games in 2023. That's going to be huge. Uh, the rest of this conference, we heard earlier that uh, I heard from a source earlier that Oklahoma wasn't exactly elated with their home schedule. You can see why they got, um, they, they, I don't want to say they got boned, but dude, they got six home games, six road games. They got to play at home against Arkansas state and SMU. Neither of those are going to be marquee matchups. This is Oklahoma. They got to go to Tulsa, they got to go to Cincinnati, both of those on the road. They got to go to Texas, they got to go to Kansas, to Oklahoma State, and to BYU. OU's home games, talk about a snoozer. They get Iowa State, who was awful last year, SMU, Arkansas State, neither of those are marquee matchups. UCF was bad last year. West Virginia sucked last year. The only really good home game that OU gets is TCU at the end of the year. So if there's a schedule I'm looking at already that just sucks for so-and-so, it's it's probably Oklahoma. Um, some of the tougher schedules that you'll get out of this, I, I wouldn't say Baylor's on the uh, on that mark as one of the toughest schedules in the Big 12. I would I would look at BYU and say you don't get a lot of easy games there. Tougher places to play in the Big 12. People know Morgantown and Stillwater. Weird things happen. BYU's got to go to Fayetteville, Arkansas. They got to go to Lawrence, Kansas, which all of a sudden is a big game. They got to go to Fort Worth to play a team that was in the playoff last year. BYU goes to Texas to West Virginia, and to Oklahoma State next year. If there's a schedule you don't want to have, it's probably BYU's next season. That's that's not great. Taking a look at the other newcomers in the league, UCF, their schedule features a road game against Kansas State to open their Big 12 gauntlet. And they come, uh, or yes, they go home against Baylor. They go to Lawrence, Kansas. They get OU, West Virginia, Cincinnati, OSU, Texas Tech, and Houston. UCF staying away from BYU, which I think is a, is a good thing, especially geographically. Uh, the way their schedule shakes out, they're going to meet OU in a road game. That's not easy. Welcome to the Big 12. Their first Big 12 game is on the road against Kansas State, the team who won the league last year. They got to face Baylor, who's an established member of the Big 12 as well. Welcome to the league. Cincinnati, their Big 12 gauntlet starts with a home game against OU. That's going to be big for them. It's not huge for OU, who doesn't get a lot of marquee home games. Going to be big for the Bearcats, though. And then Cincinnati goes to BYU. Really intriguing matchup there. Back home against Iowa State and Baylor on the road. Stillwater, a tough place to play, even though I don't think OSU will be great at football next season. They play at home after that. That is Cincinnati plays at home against UCF. They go to Houston. 
to West Virginia and then play at home against Kansas. And the last newcomer in the league, Houston, tough game against UTSA. And then welcome to the league, Cougars. You take on last year's college football playoff contender from the Big 12, TCU, at home. That's a huge game to start their Big 12 gauntlet. Then you go to Lubbock, Texas, tough place to play. Houston then gets West Virginia at home, Texas at home. How demoralizing is this? I'm going to take the schedule off the screen for a second. How demoralizing is it? You're Texas. You are Texas. Big and mighty and strong. You're leaving the Big 12. The Big 12 is not good enough for you. And to gift you, as, as a parting gift, Brett Yormark says, great, you're going to Houston. Texas plays at Houston. Um, it would be glorious if they lost that game. Just great if they lost that game. Uh, the scheduling gods of the Big 12 put in some extra effort there. Then the rest of Houston's schedule past Texas on the road against Kansas State, on the road against Baylor. Uh, again, great that BU gets Houston at home. I think it's a fun, intriguing game. Cincinnati at home, OSU at home, and then Houston finishes with UCF on the road. Kind of a crappy way to end their season. Um, but look, let, let's break down just Baylor's schedule overall and what the Bears have coming at them next season. But first, I'll tell you guys about FanDuel.com. Right now, FanDuel is the official betting sponsor of Locked On and Locked On Baylor. This year, it's the only app. It's the only app you need at your Super Bowl party. It's America's number one sports book. I told you guys, if you were listening yesterday, that a dog, I stepped in dog poop. Uh, to get it all over my carpet. The the opposite of stepping in dog poop is going to FanDuel. It is the complete 180 from stepping in dog poop. You also have a no-sweat first bet for Super Bowl 57. If you bet $3,000 on the Chiefs to win and they lose, you get $3,000 back in bonus bets or free play. So it's a free no-sweat first bet up to $3,000. Uh, that can be money line, point spread, who will score a touchdown, all of that stuff. FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, it's secure, it's easy to use, and you can get paid instantly. Go to Locked On, FanDuel.com slash Locked On to claim your no-sweat first bet for Super Bowl 57. Don't miss a moment. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NFL. All right, Baylor schedule. Texas State, that is a win. Utah at home. Utah is really good at football, usually, um, except for when they play in the first like month of the year. Their September games are usually where they drop a couple. So I've got Baylor beating Utah and Waco. Long Island, it's going to be similar to the Albany game last year. Sucks that Baylor's got to play Long Island just because it's going to be a, a wasted game, but you rest after Utah. That's a win. Texas comes to Waco. First four games at home is huge. That is huge. There is not another Big 12 team next year that gets their first four games at their home stadium. So an already a leg up and advantage for Baylor. They can start 4-0. They got UCF on the road. Definitely a winnable game. UCF was not very good last year. Texas Tech comes to Waco. That's a winnable game. This is a, a really great opportunity for Baylor to start at, at worst, and again, I don't know if Baylor's going to be a world beater next year. I don't know who, who their quarterback's going to be, but this is a great opportunity at worst for Baylor to start four and two. At worst, four and two. I, I think that's the way this first six games hashes out. Five of those are at home. UCF is not a very strong road opponent. Baylor can go four and two in their first six. They could go six and oh in their first six by virtue of how easy this schedule starts. Then you go Cincinnati on the road. That's going to be a tough game. Iowa State comes to you. That should be a win. Houston comes to you. That should be a win. Kansas State on the road. TCU on the road. Those can both be losses. West Virginia at home. That should be a win. 
this is a, again, remember the years where Baylor played all the big home games in the Big 12, and it was, okay, Baylor's schedule this year gives them the opportunity to be X, X amount good. You know, they, they can be they can be solid because, you know, they, they got all these home games. That's kind of what this schedule shakes out as. It's like, all right, Baylor's got some eight home games. They could, if they sneak in a couple wins on the road, the, the, the floor, the floor, should be because this schedule is one of the easiest in the Big 12 next year, eight and four. That's yeah. We said that last year. We we overbuilt the hype for the team last year, and people put their floor at like 10 and two. Uh, but this schedule, you play eight home games. You play eight home games. Two of them are automatic wins against Texas State and Long Island. Uh, you could argue that that goes for like West Virginia, Iowa State, Houston, three out of your last five that are at home. Those are all really, really winnable games. This schedule is awesome in that it, it's not it's not that hard. You, you could have gotten a much, much worse schedule. Again, I point at BYU, who's going to Fayetteville, who's going to Fort Worth, to Austin, to Morgantown, which is so tough to play in, to Stillwater, which is so tough to play in. Uh, so that's why I think Baylor's schedule, by virtue of the way the schedule looks, Baylor's got a, a legitimate shot at going eight and two just because you have so many home games and, and the opponents that you got really are, you got to dodge BYU. Um, although that's a talking point in itself because now you don't, uh, now you don't get to establish that rivalry, but it, at least you're, you know, that could have been a loss. So, Hey, at least you're not, you know, fighting off the Cougars. Um, a question here from Mark Martinez. Will Baylor never play OU again? Mark, yes. That is a 100% correct. Baylor will never play OU again unless it's in a bowl game uh, or or there's a big conference shakeup and, and Baylor jumps ship or Oklahoma comes back to the Big 12, which I never see happening. Avery Lane says he's excited to drive to Cincinnati, see the Bears play away. Got to go to Ohio. That's not great. Going to Ohio is not great. But Cincinnati, I'm sure you can find something to do there. Go watch the Reds play if they're still, what is that game's in October? So maybe, maybe if they're in the playoffs. Uh, no Oklahoma schools makes the schedule feel very weird. So no Oklahoma, no Oklahoma State, no BYU, and no Kansas. No Kansas makes it feel weird to me. There's your built-in, there's your built-in, um, you win every year. It's what it has been, uh, despite them being good now. So you lose that, that part sucks. But the rest of this, and Osez says a great strength of schedule, really not there. And that's good. That's a good thing. Like, go go take a, a not a cakewalk, but take this schedule, go eight and four at the very least. Texas State's a win. Utah's a win. Log Island's a win. Texas is at home. They don't win a lot in Waco. That should be a win. UCF on the road. They weren't good last year. Texas Tech doesn't win in Waco, and Baylor owns them. You win that game, staring down the barrel of five and one, six and oh in your first six. Use that momentum to go to Cincinnati, which is a tough game. But you get Iowa State and Houston to fall back on at home. You go to Kansas State and to TCU. Definitely the toughest stretch of the schedule. But unlike last season, where Baylor was facing these really good teams week in and week out, there are there are holes here. There, there, there's not the stretch of four games, the, a stretch of doom anywhere on this schedule for Baylor. Uh, and Osa says uh, that'll hurt the playoff chances for sure. You, your strength of schedule goes down, but I think the strength of the Big 12 overall could revive that for Baylor. If you get a marquee win against Texas, if you get a road win against Cincinnati, which will likely carry some weight. Um, and then when when Baylor, I think the best part about this whole deal, if Baylor is sitting at one loss or undefeated come 
November 11th against Kansas State and then TCU, you've got two shots at the end of your schedule to bolster your record. TCU last year played uh, Texas in a game that was like, all right, if TCU loses this game, they're out of the playoff. They win against Texas, and their last game was against Iowa State. That's kind of what Baylor's got built right here. They play TCU and then West Virginia. If you if you beat TCU, proving you deserve a spot in the playoff or the Big 12 title, you get to come back and rest on the fact that West Virginia is coming to your house in the last game of the season. This is an easy schedule. Baylor got, I don't want to say lucky, but but lucky, like they didn't do any lobbying for for this schedule. Uh, they just they 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 got it easy. Uh, the Long Island game doesn't help you, but every SEC team has the Citadel in in week eleven or whatever it is. You'll be fine there. Um, other other schedules that stand out here. Oklahoma's again is something that I'm looking at because they just don't have a good home game until the last game of the year. They get. Arkansas State, SMU, Iowa State, UCF, West Virginia. Why would anyone care about any of those? Their schedule is brutal. They've got six home games, six road games. Baylor got eight home games this year. That is just massive. Uh, Oklahoma State, who is not on Baylor's schedule, just like Oklahoma, they've got to go to Arizona State, who's bad, to Iowa State, tough place to play, to Morgantown, tough place to play, to Orlando and to Houston, though I think their schedule overall, similar to Baylor's, is fairly favorable. They're going to avoid TCU, which uh, which I think could be big down the stretch. TCU could have a great season again next year. They've got Kansas State at home. That bodes well for them. Looking at TCU's schedule, they go to Houston to open Big 12 play. Welcome to the Big 12 to the Cougars. They get SMU at home, West Virginia at home, Iowa State on the road, BYU you at home, Kansas State on the road, uh, and their last four, Texas Tech on the road on a Thursday night. That one's going to be wild. Then they get, after Texas Tech, UT and Baylor in Fort Worth, and they go to Oklahoma on that Friday before Thanksgiving. So that's a big stretch there, too, for TCU very late. Those last four games could make or break their schedule. UT, who is leaving the Big 12, they go on the road against Alabama in their first two games. I'd much rather play Utah at home than Alabama on the road. They get Baylor in game four on the road. They get Kansas, who I think will be better next year. Texas and Oklahoma will play at the Cotton Bowl. Houston, after their bye week, on the road, which I think is laughable that Texas has to go to Houston. Take that. BYU at home is going to be a huge matchup, a rematch from a few years back. Kansas State, they get at home as well. TCU on the road, Iowa State on the road, Texas Tech at home. Um, that TCU game on the road is could be a make-or-break game for Texas and their schedule. The Iowa State game on the road and the Texas Tech game at home both should be wins if Texas is as good as everyone is already surprised projecting them to be next year. Um, again, I think Oklahoma probably has the hardest schedule looking at all of these. They've got a really tough road next year, and, and Baylor does not. Baylor's got maybe the easiest schedule with eight home games, maybe the easiest schedule, all Saturday games. No Fridays, no Thursdays. That West Virginia Thanksgiving game is also on a Saturday. Um, this bye week and week seven, you get six weeks of football, bye week, then six weeks of football. Um, your first game out of the bye weeks on the road, too, which I, I like. You get some rest before you go on the road. The, they're four straight home games to start the year. This is the ideal schedule if you're Baylor. If I had to craft something where I said, all right, make it pretty easy for Baylor, but not you know wildly simple, giving the Bears eight home games is huge. 
Um, strength of schedule is not going to be great, but your opportunity to go nine and three, you don't need strength of schedule when you're playing for, uh, for a capital one bowl, when you're playing for, for, uh, Alamo bowl, which I think Baylor should aspire to next year. A, what is the one in Orlando cheese it bowl. So going nine and three in this league, even your strength and schedule is not great. If you set your sights in the playoff, sure. You want the schedule to be a little bit stronger, but I don't know. You don't really have to. If that shouldn't be the, the, yes, it's the goal, but if I don't see Baylor making the playoff next year, so bolster your schedule, win nine games, win 10 games, go to a great bowl game, maybe even a new year six, regardless of your strength of schedule. And it gives you a better opportunity to play for a big 12 title. Baylor's big 12 games, Texas, UCF, Texas tech, Cincinnati, Iowa state, Houston, Kansas state, TCU, West Virginia, no BYU, no Oklahoma, no Oklahoma State, and no Kansas next year. That is Baylor's football schedule in 2023. Instant reaction from Locked On Baylor. And thank you all for those who interacted, commented, um, and were involved in this quick just schedule recap, looking at everything that Baylor has next season. Come back tomorrow. Um, we'll have a small supplemental show to follow this up with a little bit more of a, a reaction or a recap of what the schedule looks like and just breaking down the ins and outs of, of how Baylor got off easy. Baylor got off easy with this schedule. No Oklahoma, no Oklahoma State, no Kansas. You get to avoid BYU as well, so you don't start that budding rivalry. And you got eight home games. That is huge. It doesn't get much easier in this new Big 12 than the schedule that Baylor was handed, despite road games against Cincinnati, Kansas State, and TCU. Those are very tough. Those are very tough. But you've got home game against Texas. Iowa State at home is winnable. Houston at home you should win. West Virginia at home you should win. Long Island, Utah, Texas State, all those games coming at home. I think you win those. So, sure, maybe the Bears go 8-4 and four next year, but this could be a 6-6 six and six team that walks into 8-4 and four because this schedule is not that hard. All of that and more on Locked On Baylor tomorrow. Follow my stuff at Drake C. Toll on Twitter or at Locked On Baylor on Twitter as well. Listen to yesterday's Today show, today's show uh, that recaps last night's game against Texas in basketball. And thank you for making Locked On Baylor your first listen every single day. This has been, always will be, Locked On Baylor.